Thank you for joining us with Walking by Faith. Today, Pastor Brooks comes from the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, the 22nd through the 24th verses. Hear ye him. Mark, the 11th chapter. Mark, the 11th chapter, and I'm going to Start reading from the 22nd verse, Mark, Mark 11 and 22. Just going to lift up a couple of verses. Uh, I will be reading from the King James Version on this morning. Mark 11 and 22, and it reads as thus, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he asks. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again, Lord, for another opportunity. We thank you once again, God, for technology. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us just to come together, Lord, through the airwaves, God. So we, we ask now, Father, that you would just put us all on one accord, God. Remove every hindrance, every stumbling block, God, and allow your word to, to penetrate our hearts, our minds, our spirit. Allow it to do what you've assigned for it to do. Now, God, touch me, Lord. Feed me till I want no more, God. Allow my cup to overflow, and I'll honor you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you in advance. Amen and hallelujah. I want to talk from, I want to share from, I want to preach from the topic, what do you expect? What do you expect? In our Bible study lessons, we've been learning to identify the blessings and promises of Almighty God. And we've learned that the promises of God are not all for us in this season because some of them were just for the Israelites, just for the nation of Israel. But there are numerous ones that are timeless. In other words, they don't expire and are available to every believer even today. Even though the Bible was recorded thousands of years ago, there are those promises that are still available, those promises that are available to the children of the Most High God, to the believer. And as believers as, as children of God, as heirs to the throne, we're learning uh, 
and we're moving in a different dimension in God where, or we should be anyway, where we expect things to happen, where we expect things to change and where we expect to rise above the situations that we encounter in life as recorded in Galatians 6 and 9, which says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And, and so, so we ought to be able to, we ought to be able to grow. We ought to be growing. We ought to be moving into the season where we don't even worry about uh, 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 feigning, uh, but, but we, we ought to be expecting to reap a harvest. Yes, we ought to expect to reap. And so in talking about what do you expect, Let's really look at the word expect and, and let me define it. And, 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 and according to the dictionary, expect means regarding something as it's likely to happen. To believe that something will happen. Something is coming and, 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 and I'm waiting on something. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. In other words, I'm in, to, in anticipation of it happening. In a society in which we live, we focus on so much and on so much of other people and how they do things and what they have and what they're doing and what they what they're used to and the way things have been in the past we lose sight of the promises already made and we get caught up to the point where we don't expect things to change because we're used to the way things have always been and so we don't pursue or hope for change simply because we're just so used to getting by. Maybe you become complacent and maybe you know someone who has just become comfortable right where they are. And I want to declare unto you today that we ought to expect more than that from our God. Many Americans today and last week, the citizens of the United States got excited when they heard they were getting a $1,200 check. They didn't work for it, didn't pray about it, maybe didn't ask God about it, but because of what's happening uh, we were anticipating or expecting that check from the government. And so as soon as we heard that we were going to get it, we started expecting it. And, and we were looking at the bank account, looking, looking at the news. And, but, but we were in expectation that something 
was going to happen. Some, after getting the check, will dig themselves in the deeper debt. Simply because they're not good stewards over what God has blessed them with. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 21 and 20 said, there is a treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. That's what the Bible says. Uh-huh. You see, in getting this check, the $1,200 or whatever we might get, Many never even take the time to consider that it's an opportunity to give tithes and maybe an extra offering. All we think about is how we're going to spend it in something that we've decided to spend it on because we were in expectation of getting it. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 13 and 22 puts it this way. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. In other words, let me put it in Pastor Brooks's uh, uh, commentary form. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Yes, we didn't have to ask for it, didn't have to do anything for it, but the Bible says that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. So God knew that there were some folk who were in need and without expectation, he supplied a need because he is almighty God. I wonder this morning how many of you, before you got on the call, was expecting God to do something in your life today. You were, I wonder how many were expecting to hear a word from the Lord. I declare and decree that God always has a word for his people, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're involved in. You may not hear, but God always has a word. The chapter, according to Mark 11, let me deal with the text, starts with Jesus sending two disciples to Bethpage to find a coat that a man has never sat on. And he told them to go and bring the coat to him. But he didn't just stop there. He also told them what to say if anyone questioned them. So these two disciples left Jesus and they went to the city expecting to find just what the master had said. And I, I, I want you to understand because they went expecting what the master had already spoken, it was just as he said it would be. It was just like the master said, they came to the edge of town. They didn't have to go all the way in and they found the coat and someone asked them, what are you doing with this coat? And they said, just as the master had said, the master has need of it. 
I want you to understand this morning, there's some of you under the sound of my voice that God has been pulling on your coattail and he continues to pull. And I want you to understand he has need of you and he expects something out of you. And because he expects something out of you, he has placed something inside of you that you've got to develop and not be fearful and step out on faith so that that expectation can become a reality just like that check. On day two, when Jesus was about to go back to Jerusalem, when they were leaving Bethany, he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't bearing fruit. Let, let, let me stop here for a minute. The Bible tells us about bearing fruit and the branches that don't bear fruit are cut off. I want the church to grab a hold of the fact that we're supposed to bear fruit. And just like he said, uh, even though the disciples were not expecting it, when they saw the fig tree on day two, the fig tree had withered up. I don't know what they were expecting, but, but, but everything has got to bring forth harvest in its season. But you got to expect there to be a harvest when you're sowing. You also have to expect to, be, to receive something from the Lord. Because he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. On day three, they saw the evidence of the power of the word of God, the tree had withered up. Uh-huh. So let me deal with the text. Let me deal with the text. Let's fast forward. Let's, let's deal. And, and, and verse 22 says, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. I told you that God always has an answer. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. My question this morning is, what do you expect from God? What do you expect from life? What do you expect from your ministry? I told you that expect means to believe something will happen. Believe it's coming to pass and you ought to start waiting and anticipation. So in saying that, you got to have faith in the promise. And the promises of God are still yea and amen. And that's why I asked about a testimony and Sister Newton talked about her grandson being healed already. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You see, the prayer, the fervent prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says, Verily I say unto you that whatsoever you shall say unto this mountain, if you said, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he asks. That takes me to another scripture. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
And the scripture is simply this. We have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask amidst. Uh-huh. So when we're standing on the promises of God, we know that God heareth us uh-huh, because of the asking. Uh-huh. And I want you to understand this morning, we got to start asking God and we got to start believing. Look, look, stop minimizing who God is. We serve an almighty God. As our bishop would say, a great, big, wonderful God. And God is not slack concerning his promises. Stop. Hey, look, do me a favor this morning. Let me put it to you this way. No longer hang with the buzzards. How about trying to fly with the eagles? You see, the eagles can see things from away or far off. That's where you get the wisdom from. So we got to be like the eagle. We got to be able to rise above the storm. Somebody need to hear what I'm saying this morning. Yes, we're in a season of coronavirus, but I declare in the decree that, 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 that coronavirus will not come nigh your dwelling as long as you trust in God Mm -hmm. there are things that believers must receive there are things that a believer must accept the believer must have one thing and that's faith in God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Believers must receive God's promises. Believers must accept God to perform his word. Mm-hmm. Believers know that God will answer their prayers. Mm-hmm. So when believers start walking in the word. The word will start walking with the believer. You see, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So when the believer starts walking in the word, the word starts walking with the believer. What do you mean, Pastor? I'm saying when you start walking from generation from Genesis to Revelation, God will start walking with you. If you never walk in the word, the word will never walk with you because the Bible tells me that God hears his own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because God hears his own. Mm-hmm. When believers walk in the word, and the word walks with them. When believers work the word, the word works for them. You see, what do you mean, Pastor? What do you, what do you mean, Brother Preacher? That, 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 that when believers work the word, the word works for them. You see, this invisible enemy that we're fighting called the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. You can't see him. You can't touch him. And you can't feel him. Folk, they tell me that they just feel the effects of him. Mm -hmm. Uh But I've discovered something. 
when I start working the word, mm -hmm. the word starts working for me. Uh, make it plain if you would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, let me help somebody beside myself. Maybe you had, maybe, maybe you were at the end of your meal barrel. Mm -hmm. and, and the government said, by way of God, uh, that we're going to give the people a check. And for somebody, the check came just in time uh, simply because uh, the word says, uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. And the word said he will supply our every need according to his riches in glory. The, the word said I've never seen the righteous forsaking nor a seed breaking bread. The word said trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and he will direct your path. But you got to work the word so that the word works for you. And what are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that God hastened to perform his word. I know I said it a lot of times. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it because you got to learn to work the word so that the word starts working for you. You've been working for the world long enough uh, and haven't got to advance into the kingdom where God wants you to be. So stop working for the world uh, and start working with word. So Proverbs 14 and 23 says, all hard work brings a, a profit. Mm -hmm. But mere talk uh -huh, leads to poverty. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to tell you, you can talk all you want, uh, but if you're not willing to walk in the word, if you're not willing to work the word, uh, you, you're just like sounding brass uh, and tinkling cymbal. So David put it this way in Psalm 34, 4, delight thyself in the Lord, uh, and he will give you the, the desires of your heart. Uh, so I, I took the liberty, I, and I, I looked up delight, and it says to please someone greatly, great pleasure, extreme satisfaction. What do you mean? I'm trying to get you to see that when you start working the word, you start tasting the word. What are you trying to say? The word said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But you can't taste him if you never start working the word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You see, in other words, what it says, delight thyself in the Lord. You see, when we take pleasure in the Lord, when we please him, he will give us the desires of our heart. Now watch this. And some of them we don't even have to ask him for. Lord have mercy. But our text says, this is what the text says. What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, uh -huh, uh -huh, believe that you receive them, 
and ye shall have them. Uh-huh. So when I go to God in prayer, because the word is working for me, those things that I desire, God puts them in perspective and God puts them in order and he puts me in a position so I can receive my desire. Uh, uh, uh. The church as a whole has accepted uh, defeat for so long. I just want to give you three witnesses if I, if, if I can. Uh-huh. You see, uh, when David went out to fight Goliath, uh, he didn't expect to lose. Uh, David went out expecting to win. Uh, and the Bible says he took took the slingshot with five smooth stones. Uh, and the Bible said that he slew that uncircumcised giant. Uh, you see, Joshua did not expect defeat uh, uh, when he took over leading the Israelites uh, because God had promised him, uh, as I was with Moses, uh, so shall I be with you. Uh, you see, jo- Joshua expected to win uh, because Joshua had seen God part the red see for Moses and so when he got to the Jordan he was expecting the same thing because God had told him I'm going to be with you and God had told us if God be for you who can be against you if God be for you he's more than the whole world against you but you got to expect something let me call one more witness before I conclude, put a conclusion to the matter. Uh-huh. So I went mm, to the book of Kings. And I, 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 there was a story, y'all know the story, about a Shudamite woman. Mm-hmm. And the Shudamite woman had built a room upstairs in the house for the man of God called Elisha. Uh-huh. And the Bible says she put a table in there and she put a chair in there and she put a lamp in there. And the Bible said that it pleased Elisha so well that he told his servant, he said, Gaza, I go down and ask her, is anything we can do for her? Y'all know the story, but let me just fresh your memory. Uh-huh. So the Bible says that Elisha told her by this time next year, uh-huh, you're going to have a son. And it came to pass within a year's time about that time the Bible said the next year she had a son but through the course of time the Bible said that a son got sick and the son died and the Bible says she told her husband I got to see the man of God and her husband asked her said why does it have to be today it's not the Sabbath it's not the day of tabernacles she said that's alright it's got to be the day and the Bible says that she got on her donkey and told her servant don't, don't slack up until I tell you to and the Bible says before she got to Elijah Elijah sent his servant to head out it's asked the woman was uh, anything wrong. Now I want you to really catch this uh, because she went into expectation. 
expectation. And so the man of God servant and said, everything all right? She said, yes. He said, is your husband right? She said, yes. Is your son okay? She said, yes. In other words, she spoke to the wind. Somebody need to grab a hold of that. She spoke it in the wind. Uh-huh. And because she spoke it, Lord have mercy. She wasn't looking at what it would look like. She was looking at what God could do. So she spoke life into her son. She spoke life to her situation. And I declare to the body of Christ this morning, you got to speak life to your situation and expect God to do it. We serve the almighty God. And so this morning, I'm asking you to take the restrictions off your thinking. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, stop asking God just, just for a job. Uh, tell God uh, that you want a job with a benefit. Uh, tell God you want a job with, 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 with retirement. Uh, tell God you want a job with vacation. Uh, tell you, you ought to expect God to give you a job with a 401k. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Lord have mercy. Uh-huh. And look, this is something else I want you to check off your list. Uh, you got to expect God uh-huh, to support. Look, he said he would supply your every need according to his riches in glory. Right, right. And if your month is still always longer than your money. In other words, if you're always living paycheck to paycheck, it's time to expect to start having an abundance a harvest, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so, so Paul wrote, therefore we do not give up even though our outer man is being destroyed. Our inner person is being renewed day by day, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so we got to expect something from God, uh-huh, not just, uh, Lord have mercy, not just having a checking account, uh, but a savings account uh, and a 401k. Uh, not just your children getting saved, but your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Not just your children graduating from high school, uh, but also graduating from college uh, and starting businesses too. Uh, uh-huh. Not just working for somebody else, but owning your own business. Uh, we got to expand our expectation with God, but we got to work the as I go to my seat our expectations will change when there's a true spirit of servitude mm-hmm. what do you mean by it pastor mm-hmm. you see we can't just serve him on Sundays and Tuesday night women Bible study. Mm-hmm. We got to be a witness 24 7. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord have mercy. David said, I was young, but now I'm old. And never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So when you take on the spirit of a faithful servant, 
you can hear him say, mm, 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 mm. well done, thy good and faithful servant. Yes, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. We got to change what we expect. Take God out of the box. Let God arise and let the enemy be scattered. What do you expect? What do you need from God? What do you want from God? What do you expect from God? Lord, have mercy. I know you want your name written, but how about helping somebody else get their name written also? That way you're laying up some treasure for yourself in heaven as well as here on earth. So Jesus said, as I conclude, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Somebody ought to say, I got it. You just got to believe. You got to believe in God. You got to have faith and know that trouble don't last always. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect? God's not going to leave you, so don't leave him. Uh God's not slack, so don't you be slack. Uh Uh, You expect God to heal your body, but you won't serve him. You expect God to deliver you, but every time you turn around, you go back and do the same thing over and over again. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want you to understand something. You got we got to get the Pharaoh mentality out of the body of Christ. You see, because Pharaoh thought he'd always have it together. Pharaoh always thought he could outslick everyone. He thought he was the king of kings. I want to remind you that we're nothing but dust. And from the dust we came, and from the dust we're going back. But it's no sense in going back to the dust in a Volkswagen when you can go back to the dust in a Cadillac. Somebody ought to say amen this morning. So I want you to understand this morning that we got to get out of the boat and start walking on the water. We got to come off of the bleachers and get down on the playing field. But you, and you got to expect God to walk with you.